Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Praise God, champion. Jesus is Lord. And once again, welcome to Wednesday Night Live. So excited about having you join us tonight as we go back into the Word of God and discussing what this rich word has to say to us to keep us rooted and grounded and established in the love of God, the life of God, the ways of God, the pursuits of God, and the passion of God. You know, it's so important that we understand what the scripture has to say, not the opinion of men and not just what, what tradition says, but what saith the word of God? What saith God? So let, let's pray before we get into the word today. We'll be teaching on Jesus' salvation. And so we'll deal with that. Father, and once again, in the authority of the name of Jesus, it is a great privilege uh, to engage in the ministry of the word and allow the gospel to change us, to rearrange us, to establish us in truth. And truth makes us free. Truth is what causes us to move from depth of, of success to success to success in you. We're thanking you for it. Thank you for the word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Greatest teacher there is in ministry, life, and godliness in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Now, you and I both know we can do whatever the Bible says we can do. The Word of God. We can go wherever the Bible said we can go. We can have everything the Bible says we are. That's why we must be students of this Word. The Word works in any time, in any situation, over any circumstance. So, because of that, it's so important that we get to here. Um, Jesus is. What a powerful word. Jesus is. And I was dealing with this uh, last week on our salvation. Jesus is our salvation. Now, you know, the many verses of Scripture we go to that one, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And, uh, and so I want to get into a little further today with some verses. But I do want to read this to you. This is out of the book of Acts, 13th chapter. And it won't come up on the screen. I just wanted to read this to you before we get started with this. And it says this in the 23rd verse, Acts chapter 13, 23. For this man, this man's descendants, uh, God has raised a Savior for Israel. Jesus, specifically, according to his promise, verse 24, before his coming, John had preached uh, baptism of repentance to all of the people of Israel. Now, verse 25 says this, for John was fulfilling his course and he said, do, do you think I, I am and I'm not, I'm not the one you're looking for? He's coming after me. His sandals, I'm not worthy to even tie his sandals. And then verse 26, wow. Brothers, sons of the family of Abraham and those who, uh, who fear God, the word of this salvation has been sent to us. The word of this salvation has been sent to us. So here in the book of Acts, they're making it very powerful, very clear. We need the word of God, the word of salvation preached to us. Jesus is, <coughs> excuse me, Jesus is salvation. This is an important aspect. You know, I want to reiterate something I made reference of, and I believe this is all my heart, especially in the hours we're in. Listen close to me. We have a lot of situations going on in our world. We've got a lot of natural catastrophes going on, weather changes. We got floods. We got natural fires and some created by others. We've got uh, uh, situations where there's unrest in our streets and our communities, uh, uncertainties in the political arena, different kind of situations. One thing is constant in the middle of it is Jesus 
Christ. Jesus never changes. Jesus cannot have a storm that can crush him. Jesus is not moved by political situations. Jesus is Lord. He is Savior of all mankind. And we need to know who He is. Therefore, today we need more preaching. We need more teaching about salvation and about the name of Jesus. We need that name brought out. We need to say the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The Bible tells us that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Oh, what a powerful. People are healed at the sound of that name. Demonic forces are rebuked at the sound of that name. You and I are wonderfully glorious, saved by the name of Jesus Christ. It is so powerful. So today we need to hear it. We need to hear that preaching and the teaching of this majestic name. Now, I don't know if this may surprise you, but there, there's very few people that, that are teaching on that name and the salvation and what salvation means. Therefore, people are attending churches today. And sadly, many are making up their own guidelines on how to be saved, what to be, what salvation is supposed to look like. This is the roadmap right here, the B-I-B-L-E. It's, uh, I was told this many years ago, uh, ba- uh, the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth, the B-I-B-L-E. This is what you and I ought to be studying right here. And so it, we need to get this. This is a critical time in history of the church. The church, while the world is in chaos, the church is in the middle of it. The church of the living God, where we are the pillars of the ground of truth, we're the light of the world, we're supposed to be the salt of the earth, you and I right now should be shining bright. And the way to do it is understand our salvation. For those of you who don't know Jesus Christ, salvation, the word of salvation is coming to you. I want to share it with you just now. I believe that we are on the verge closer than uh, of the return of the Lord Jesus. And I believe the Christians who walk in the fullness of the authority of God are the ones full of joy. I believe that we need to have this joy. It's unspeakable. Now, I've said this before. I want to say it again to you last, from last week. There is power in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's Total, absolute deliverance in the name of Jesus. And if you'll understand this, the authority that is given to us in this name is is what we walk in in our salvation. And now that we're saved, we've been given this God-given authority and that God-given power of Almighty God so that we can live this life. So it is the name of Jesus and at the sound of that name and because of that name and what Jesus did You and I are saved. Now, let's look at the book of Acts and let's look at verse 12, uh, King James Version, Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Very specifically here, it's very powerful and it makes this statement. And there is salvation in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given among men which we must be saved. Notice that's not a suggestion. It didn't say, eh, you know, if you think about it, maybe you should be saved. Eh, you know, think about it. Go on your way. Maybe 30 years from now, think about it again. No, he said, he said uh, we must be saved. We must be saved. Ladies and gentlemen, we must be saved. And then once we stay saved, or get saved, we must stay saved. We must live the life 
that the Savior has given to us. We must live a life knowing that great is the Lord and He's greatly to be praised. Look how wondrous it is. You're fearfully and you are wonderfully made. You're a new creature. Old things have been passed away and the things that are new that are coming to you are of God. We have a right to rejoice and celebrate. There is salvation. Stop right there. There is salvation. There is salvation. There's hope for you. There's help for you. There's life for you. There's joy beyond the situations. There is peace that even though there's chaos in the streets, there is peace in God. There is a peace that in the midst of turmoil that passes all understanding. It calms the soul. It doesn't give in to the pain of what the world's going through. There's shouting and, and all kinds of voices and screaming and anger and wrath and, and violence. But in God there is peace. And this peace is wrapped up in this wonderful salvation that you and I have. When you know God, you trust in God and you dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That's God. And you dwell in His safety. That's God. So there is salvation, however, in no one else. There is salvation in no one else. There is no other God, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, uh, and, and there, I've been to a lot of different countries. Wonderful, wonderful people. God loves them all. And many of them serve gods that are not right, not accurate. They're not true gods. And none of their gods are helping them. They're still sick and diseased and they're dying and they're, the nations are hurting and they're crying out. And there's only one God there's only one person, Jesus Christ, who died and then rose again from the dead. No other God can claim that. There is no other God that died for its people. There is no other God that says, I love you so much, I'm going to die for you and I will wipe away all your sin and I'll help you with all your hurt and I'll wipe away your pain and I'll heal your brokenheartedness. There is no one else who has done that but Jesus Christ. He was born of a virgin. He died on the cross. He rose again from the dead. He ascended up into heaven. And guess what? He did it for you and he did it for me. There is no other name. There's no other name. I don't care what you name it. Every other name must bow to the name of Jesus. The Bible said that every knee shall bow and then every tongue is going to confess that Jesus, now catch this one, is Lord. Didn't say Savior, said Lord. But it's going to confess. We're going to deal with that. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. But right now we're dealing with the saving factor. We're saved. We're delivered. Now there is salvation in none one else. No other name under heaven given among men by which men must be saved. Here Jesus is referring to more than just the benefits that come with salvation. But rather to the name of the one who backs salvation or deliverance. To the one who backs it. So salvation is just not a benefit. Salvation comes from a Savior. And the Savior is Jesus. And the Savior provides salvation. So you cannot have salvation without a Savior. You cannot say that uh, I want all these blessings, I want all these benefits, I just don't want Jesus. It doesn't work that way. It, it, it can't be that way. In order for when, The moment you get Jesus, salvation's in. You get it. All the benefits that come with it. All of, the, all of the deliverance, all the hope, all the joy. Everything you need comes when you meet Jesus Christ. So the name of Jesus backs this salvation. 
That's what does it. It backs that salvation. It is so powerful for it. And this, this is where you and I, when we recognize this, Jesus Christ saved us. He saved me. And so if you don't like the fact that I'm in the kingdom, you don't like the fact that I'm saved, take it up with Jesus. He's the one that saved me. He knew me before I was, when I was wicked. He knew me when I was without him. But then he died for me anyway. And because of it, guess what? I'm gloriously saved. And I get to talk to you today. Let me give you another translation of the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 12. It's found in what's called the message translation. Gives you a little bit more uh, amplification of this. Salvation? It comes no other way. No other name has been or will be given to us which we can be saved except this one, the name of Jesus. So you can't separate Jesus from salvation and you can't separate salvation from Jesus. You either have Jesus and salvation or you don't. You can't separate them. You can't pick and choose You can't say, well, you know, I want this, but I don't want that. No, no, this isn't like a restaurant where you go in and say, I I want this, but uh, take this off of it. I I don't want that on the the, the menu. I don't don't want that. I see it on the menu, but could you remove that and put something else on? Uh, You know, remove Jesus from it and add a little bit more blessing, a little bit more hope, a little bit more help. But I don't want Jesus. I don't want to follow. He's too strict. He's no fun, Jesus. He's no fun. He, He he tells me, I can't, I can't drink, I can't smoke, I can't, I can't do all those things. Well, well, you know, listen, Jesus Christ loves you. He cares about you. So there is no other name uh, that has been given or will be given to us, but uh, listen to this, that we can be saved. Only this one, just this one, just this one name, just one name can change your eternity. Just one name can radically change you. It can change your movement from going to hell to going to heaven. But salvation is not about heaven and missing hell. It's about an introduction to God who becomes your father. And when you become your father, you are not an orphan. You belong to the family of God. You belong and God is your father. Think about that. When Jesus died on the cross and he was hanging on the cross, And he said that it's finished. The Bible said the earth shook and the clouds came over and it became dark. And and all of a sudden the light was covered up, darkness covered. And then the Bible said in the temple, the the veil was torn or they uses the term rent in the King James. It was basically torn from top to bottom. Most people rip it from bottom to top. It was ripped from top to bottom. Nobody was up there. Nobody could reach it. It was so high and it was so thick. And because of that, it was ripped. Who ripped it? God ripped it. Not so that man could walk beyond that veil. So no, no, no. It was so that God, your father, could come out beyond that veil and embrace you and love you. When Jesus died, he gave access to God to become your father. And through salvation, you are accurately fathered by the Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us in all truth and doesn't force us, but woos us into the presence of the Most High God. Here's what Jesus said uh, about himself. We're looking at John chapter 6, verse 51. I want you to see this. This is what the Savior said about himself. He said, I'm the living bread. Verse 51. I'm the living bread. I know there's more to the verse, but I want you to see this tonight. I'm the living bread. Oh, that's so wonderful. I am living bread. I am 
living bread. The bread I'm providing for you, it's alive. And when you eat this bread, you're taking partaking of me, I am. So here he's making reference. He is living or he's alive. That's so simple. It's that hard. You need somebody uh, with a lot of, of natural education to confuse you on how simple that is. He is living. He's alive. Jesus is alive. Salvation is life. The God life. The God way. It's not just, just salvation. Let me sit in church. No, it's a God life. It wakes you up in the morning. You're alive. It gives you, it gives you vibrancy. It gives you hope. Gives you joy, keeps your body contained and well and, and vibrant. When it's under attack, you got a God you can go to. You're alive. He's a living. He's alive. You ought to say that every day. Thank God, G, you are alive. And, and you're alive in me. And you're alive in me forevermore. And because of it, there's hope in me. There's love in me. And I believe it. The, the salvation is life. Salvation is life. And the God life, it's God's way. Listen, when you get born again and you get saved, it should never become dull and it should never, it should never wean and, and you become disheartened and, and get so used to salvation that it bores you. It should never get that way. Prayer is so important. God's presence is so important. He's alive. He said, I'm the bread. He's the only necessary food you need. For him to say, I'm the bread, he's the bread of life. He said, I am the bread of life. I'm alive. I'm the bread. He's the life. He's the only thing you need to partake of. The word of God is the bread of life. This is our daily bread right here. If we'll partake of this every day, this is our daily bread. We'll eat of it. Eat the word. Get it down on the inside. It's nourishment to your spirit, man. Please do not become spiritually anemic because you don't eat. Don't become so spiritually dehydrated because you don't drink of the presence of God, the life stream of God. He is alive. Drink of him. Salvation provides us with daily bread. Salvation provides us with daily bread. And listen to this. Now look at John chapter 8, verse 23. Again, Jesus making reference of himself. And he said to them, you are from beneath. I am from above. Look at the I am again. I am from above. Salvation is from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. So salvation is again in I. He said, listen, he said to them, listen to me close. Listen to me. He said, you're from beneath. You, there's no, nothing here on this planet. All the methods, all the things that you go on, all the rituals, all the, all the things that are occurring right now cannot give you salvation. You can't say, I'm, I'm okay, I'm good enough. I'm not good. Man is not good enough. I, I, listen, I have to be bold enough to tell you. Man in himself isn't good enough. We try. Yes, we do. We do our best. Yes, we do. But without Jesus Christ, our best isn't good enough. We need a Savior who takes us and then says, I know you're working your salvation. I, I have mercy on you. I have grace for you. I have love for you. And I'm taking care of you. I'm watching over your life. So here he says, I'm from above. I'm from above. You're from beneath. I'm from above. When you said, I don't need God, you're from beneath. That's words from beneath. When you said to cry out and say, God, I need you. That's right. You're reaching up and you're getting a hold of the most high God. You're reaching above you. You're reaching above who you are in the natural. You're reaching from beyond your your two levels. Without Jesus Christ, you're working on, on two systems. Your flesh and your soul. With Jesus Christ in your life, you want to function on the God-given three. Spirit, soul, and body. That's right. Spirit, soul, and body. You know, if you had a car 
And it, it functioned on three cylinders. And, and it was designed to function that way on three cylinders. And, and one of the cylinders didn't work. And it was just functioning on two. The other two would work uh, double, uh, would work harder simply because of the fact that the other one was broken or wasn't present. And so, you, and so it's lacking one. Well, that's what happens without God. We live in this world and we don't, we're functioning in this natural flesh, which is getting older, which is, needs to eat, needs to rest. It can get hurt, get offended, and so on. And then your mind, te- stress, tension, uh, frustration hits your mind. Without Jesus Christ, you'll collapse under the pressure of the world. But then there's a, the, the, the third part of us, the hidden man of the heart, the real us, the one that looks out these, these portholes called eyes. That's the salvation part. That's the spirit man. So the spirit, soul, and body. The spirit attaches, connects with God. Your soul, uh, your soul is renewed to the things of God. And your body has to get aligned with the things of God. So we need spirit, soul, and body from above. He says, you are of this world, the system of this world. Oh, the system of this world. Why do you see so much chaos today? Why is, all the, the, why is everybody in panic mode? Why, why is there so much lying and cheating and anger and frustration? Why, why does it exist? You, you can't get angry people to unite. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Peace does not, is, is not born out of strife and anger and wrath. It just isn't. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, do not let the sun, do, do, be ye angry and sin not, and do not let the sun go down upon your wrath. See, if you don't deal with anger, it becomes wrath. Anger says I'm mad, but wrath says I'm going to get even. And wrath says I'm going to do my part to hurt you because you made me mad. See, that's not what God said. He said, be ye angry and sin not. However, do not go to sleep and then let that anger settle. It'll turn into wrath and you'll look for ways to get justice on your own. But vengeance is mine, is what he said. So the world system's collapsing. Here he said, Jesus, I'm not of this world. So when you get born again, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. You're in it, but you're not of it. I know that that sounds strange to a lot of people who don't understand God, but you could be... I, listen, I can get in my pool, my swimming pool, and I'm no, in no danger at all when I'm in my pool. None whatsoever. I'm not sure if you can see behind me, but behind me is my pool. Uh, listen to me. So interesting that, that if I get into my pool, if I go swimming in my pool, I'm safe. I'm in danger when the pool gets inside of me. If I start to swallow the pool uncontrollably, I will drown. I'm not going to drown when I get in the pool. I drown when the pool gets in me. I'm not going to drown because I'm in the world or of the world. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I will drown if I just partake of the world. So I'm in it, but I'm not of it. I can walk in this world and I can be at peace because I don't partake with them. I don't live that life. I walk, I walk with them. I can love them, pray for them, encourage them but I don't have to do what they do and go where they go and live how they live. I don't have to do that. If they're angry, I can still be happy. I can still be joyous. If they're frustrated, I don't have to be. I don't have to, I don't have to assume their problem. It's important that we understand that they're in this world. And the way out of this world is one name, Jesus Christ. There's one name. I'm offering it to you right now. If you don't know that name, let me help you. Jesus, just call on that name. If that's all you have time to do is say, Jesus Call on that name and he'll come and he'll answer and he'll bless your life forevermore. He's a good God. He's a good God. You may not know how to pray. That's okay. God will answer you. 
Listen, let me tell you this. God doesn't speak Spanish. You know, I can speak a little Spanish. God doesn't speak Spanish. He honors the Spanish language. God doesn't speak English. He honors the English language. When you get to heaven, you're going to be surprised of all the languages there. And listen, there's one word in every language on earth that's universal that translates the same. And that word is hallelujah. You can go anywhere in the world and say hallelujah and everybody knows that word. It means the same in every language. Isn't that powerful? Only one word that's related to God. One word that's related to God that translates in every language, in every nation, in every culture, just one word. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And when you come with that, oh, everybody's eyes and ears, they perk up. What would you just say? I said, hallelujah. Whoa, you identify right now. You're one of those Christians, aren't you? Yes. Hallelujah. And in every other language, that's it. Oh, think about it. So we're in this world. You, the name is from, a, is from above. Therefore, salvation is the high life. Salvation is the high life. John 10, 9 says, I'm the door. Uh, so enter by me and he'll be saved. Whoever enters by me will be saved. I'm the door. If you enter by me, you'll be saved. Listen to me. He's the door. Oh, listen, there's many doors into this house, but you can't get to my backyard. You got to come through the front door to enter on in. And when you knock on the door or ring the doorbell and I go open the door and I say, enter in. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter one, it says you have been accepted by the beloved. That's what basically means. He said in John chapter one, the gospel of John chapter one, he makes reference of, he said, as many as received him to them, he gave power to become the sons of God. And then over to Ephesians, he said, you are the beloved. He said, come on in. So because of Jesus Christ, the doors of heaven are open and he said, come on in, beloved, that he is the door. He's the door entering into the most high God, into the presence of God. He says to you, come boldly to the throne of grace where you'll find mercy and help in time of need. All you need to do is say the name, which is the door, which brings you to the Savior, which gives you salvation. Salvation is waiting for. Titus 2.13 makes this statement. Waiting for our blessed hope. Oh, isn't that good? Waiting for our blessed hope. The appearing of the glory of our great God. Listen to this. Are you ready? Our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Savior. Jesus Christ. He's your Savior. He's my Savior. If you don't know Him, in just a moment, I'm going to give you the opportunity to pray. But if you're born again, He's your Savior. I'm born again. He's my Savior. That makes us family. That makes us part of the household of God. So we cannot do without each other. I need you. You need me. We are the body of Christ. We are born again. It puts us into a body mode. Our body needs, I cannot say I don't need my arms. I can't say I don't need my legs. I can't say I don't need my heart or my lungs. No, it's all part of my body. And so because of it, the glory of God, of great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And let me give you this last verse of scripture in the book of Jude. uh, Chapter Jude 1, 24, 25 says, Now unto him who's able to keep you, he's able to keep you from stumbling and to, and to pre- and present you blameless before the, before the presence of His glory with great joy. Oh, with great joy. To the only God, the only God, did you hear that? The only God, our Savior. The only God, our Savior. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, 
and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Glory be to God. He is our, the only God forever and ever. The only God, our Savior. The only God, our Savior. The only God, your Savior. He's the only one. There is no other God. So don't walk away from him. Listen, in life you'll get frustrated. In life you'll be challenged. The worst thing you could do is walk away from God. The worst thing you could do is, is turn your back on God. God's not, God, God's not your problem. He's not, your, he's not the troublemaker. The troublemaker is the devil. The troublemaker is Satan. The spirit of Antichrist that is working in the world today is trying to make it seem like the church is weak and not essential. We're essential, ladies and gentlemen. We're on this planet. And the reason it hasn't been destroyed is because we're on it. And the Spirit of God is working among us. God needs you. God loves you. God cares about you. If you've never... If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.